covers every department um, from hematology to GI to neuro because what was happening was my organs were actually shutting down. My kidneys, all they did, give me a 50-50 chance. Welcome to What's Your Origin Story. You're joining Alex and my gal pal, Cindy. Cindy. That's right. She's here with me today. And welcome to Origin Story. So many things to tell you guys. This is our first episode, Avi, right? Um, so there's a few things we want to tell you about ourselves so that you know what's what's your or can I say that again what's your origin story what it's about we you know what every time I say what's your origin story or just what's you should take a drink yeah that's true that's good <laughs> yeah you know what we have wine with us so I'm, I'm gonna I'm that's gonna probably good <laughs> and every time I say origin yes instead right? of what's your story we get to drink yes a right. sip of wine so I think we owe, and then yeah. by the end of this we may be telling you stories no one else has ever heard <laughs> right that we don't want you sharing with anyone else okay <laughs> So this is just between all of us, all right? It's no sharing. So um, this is a podcast we decide to start because we're nosy bees, right? Yes. Um, I know I love to hear people's origin story, right? And I know you do too. Oh, I do. Because I'm, I'm like, you know, let's get to the heart of the matter. Like we could do all the niceties and pretend like people often do, but like what's the meat of it, you know? And I, they feel like we have these personalities that they tell us our stories. Oh that my. we have these faces <laughs> that just says, tell us everything. And I do love it. I love it. I so. do too. I do too. I know that, yeah, definitely. Like we laugh because um, it's such an eclectic group of friends that we have that we love. But, you know, it's often because there's some sort of turmoil going on that they want to unleash. And so origin stories is really for me, it's like um, what we say, you're your hero or villain story, it's your watershed moment where you're like, wow, that things changed in my life after that. I changed. And I love hearing those stories. I know that we both have crazy origin stories and we'll get into that as we go. We're not going to spill all the beans at first, but we're going to be interviewing other people to find out their origin stories. So let's say you have an origin story that you would like to share with us and you'd like to be on the podcast. We would love that. Um, as I turn the page very loudly, because <laughs> I don't remember email address, because I've had maybe one too many glasses of wine, okay? <laughs> Take a drink. I said origin. Okay. What's Wait. your origin? Yeah, I think what's your origin? Origin 23. Yes, what's your origin? 23 at gmail.com. Please email us. Let us know that you have an origin story that you would like to share. But for now, we're going to, I'm going to interview Cindy. And, and see what her origin story is all about. So, Cindy, I know, um, let's tell a little bit about us. We're both moms. We both are boy moms. We both have, um, she has grown up boys. I have teenage boys. Ooh. Yes, and um, we both, I, Cindy currently has her own business. I do too. I have a jewelry designing business. And Cindy, what do you do? I have a Medispa Health and Wellness Center. Where I like to take advantage of all the things that they <laughs> offer. Um, they have the like the, the Lutronic, which is like the Morpheus 8. Um, we'll talk about that experience I had. But um, it's an amazing skincare 
thing, you know, it's anti-aging, it's collagen induction therapy, it's amazing. Also, um, anything beauty related, right? So they even do um, weight loss stuff, they do um, glutathione injections, IV drip, um, hydration for all sorts of things, right? Absolutely, one-stop so, shop. All things beauty. Um, you should check it out. We'll talk about that in the end where you can find more information out about that. But that's that's that for now. So um, tell us, Cindy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I have, um, like you said, I have uh, two grown sons. And um, I grew up in what I would say was a small town that's not so small now. And kind of lived some different places. I've uh, like she said, there's some interesting stories we'll have to tell, won't reveal them all. But on the side of the uh, health and wellness, I had a very rare vasculitis disease that I was diagnosed with. It's uh, polyarteritis nodosis. Easy for her to say. Yes, yeah, so I, I had to memorize it and learn it myself. I just kept saying I had a you know, rare disease, and I was told by the doctor I needed to at least learn how to say it, pronounce it, and spell it. Um, but uh, they diagnosed me. Uh, it's one in 400,000. I was wow. very healthy. And a lot of the symptoms are, um, in, in my case, I was a rare case to even diagnose. But it shuts down your small and medium vessels. So that was probably, I've had a lot of life-changing moments. But as far as my health, that was uh, the biggest thing. And uh and the, probably the reason I got into actually doing a lot of the things I do now um, because I wanted people to have the opportunity because to get because there's not a lot known about autoimmune diseases in general and they're on the rise from my understanding autoimmune diseases are seriously on the rise so let's talk a, a little bit about that so how did you know something was wrong like before you even got diagnosed well, I had some rare, um, because again, remember, I was very healthy. I exercised. I always felt like I... You're ate. an exerciseaholic. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I uh, actually heard uh, one of the doctors on a, a talk show said it was absolutely vital for people with most vasculitis disease to always exercise. And I've always felt like that was the reason beforehand and after was one of the big reasons, too, that I have done so well. Mine's in remission. But... You know, you experience a lot of fatigue sometimes, so it was weight loss. Tired more than tired, usual. Yeah, but weight loss. and. Um, but you were like, I'm just being well, healthy. I thought that I was, you know, succeeding in my weight loss. So, of course, <laughs> I didn't see anything wrong with that. And I uh, had had some, I uh, actually had some problems a few years before. So what it was, it was those um, autoimmune, that vasculitis that was actually uh, happening. And so I stopped kind of wanting to eat which was, you know, very, very rare, as you well know for me. And <laughs> We um, love food. Exactly. And they couldn't diagnose it because my blood work didn't show up. So um, anyways, with uh, actual, um, a really good doctor that was able to diagnose it, I was then later treated at you know, Cleveland Clinic. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, let me, I, I want you to keep telling us more about that. So you got, as you guys can hear, there's birds in the background. It's because I have the door slightly open and the birds are eating the food that I left out. So they're being obnoxious. So I'm going to close that door while she continues to tell us more. So that after, like, how did they find out then? Because if your blood work didn't show it. I was actually in the hospital two weeks. Um, I always tell everybody, if you've ever watched House, it was like an episode of House. There was every department um, from hematology to GI to neuro 
because what was happening was my organs were actually shutting down my kidneys all they did give me a 50 50 chance ah, so they one of the doctors had a p- slight idea that it might be some autoimmune so they did an uh, arterial gram the radiologist and i can remember him dancing around i was awake and he they figured it because they saw the beating in my vessels mm. and they realized that's what it was and that was how they were finally able to diagnose it no biopsy no blood work i didn't I wasn't. I was an unusual case, even in a in the rare disease. Yeah. Wow. And now I met Cindy after she was already in remission, but I remember you telling me like you were on what was it? How much? Hundred milligrams of prednisone a day for almost two years. Took chemotherapy, so you would not have recognized me at that point because I did not recognize myself. uh, Steroids, right? Um, And that's what that is. Makes you gain weight. Oh, a lot. And I remember. Um, my first place we went for treatment was Mayo, and of course, I'm such an advocate of eating right and exercising, and I remember the nurse saying, well, you know you're going to start gaining weight, and I thought, oh, no, not me. I will beat this thing. I will work out, and I remember in the hospital each week, it was like almost needed a bigger size underwear wow. every week. It was just unbelievable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she's what you would call an endomorph. She is typically, um, you know, because I'm Okay, one of my businesses was mobile boot camps. Um, I have over 25 certifications in different health things. So anyway, uh, fitness things. So she's what you would call an endomorph. She's tall, thin. She's got those long, lanky, skinny legs, ladies. Like, I mean, what? I, I mean, seriously, it's just so wrong. But anyway, so I'm sure that was that was shocking. But um, it reminds me of a story. My mom, my mother's Vietnamese. And um, right after having a baby, she was helping me fold clothes. And she goes, why you wear such a big underwear? Because <laughs> I just came out of the hospital, mom. We just had a baby. That's why I wear such a big underwear. So when you said that, all I could think of was my mom was like, why you have such a big underwear, Cindy? Well, my underwear went way up real fast. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm sure that was that was shocking. And and also your whole life having been thin, right? Oh, absolutely. Not and my story, but the hers. first year I think I was in the hospital a hundred days and you know that Holy cow. they put that MPO on your chart and then I was like, Nothing by mouth? What that that's oh, ugly. That's ugly. Seriously. And it was for weeks because I had such um, ischemic colitis uh, with my colon that you could not I could not eat so wow um it's amazing how much you watch the food network and are able to get over it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I can't imagine that sucks oh it did yeah not being able to eat so they were feeding you by two oh yeah I had uh, well IVN and yeah I could not eat nothing yeah nothing so I tried to sneak some diet cokes and I remember even going down and got caught with my hospital bracelet on and Starbucks and terrible oh that terrible. is so cindy yeah. she's such oh, yeah. a rebel yeah absolutely. Anyway, oh my gosh so um 100 days in the hospital what like when did you start to get better when did you go into remission like was it I, I guess what was the healing process like it was a long journey because it was almost two years because when you're on and i can just remember going in because they give you chemo so of course when you say chemo everyone thinks cancer it wasn't that's how yeah. they treat a lot of autoimmune especially know vasculitis that. Wow. and that was just such a cold sobering moment when you're in there and you're in with these people that have cancer and it's just surreal because I can remember just looking around and it was terribly sad mm. and I was of course more sad for these other people because 
you know what they had was so much worse yeah um but at the time i didn't realize actually how bad off i was and how because you could have died oh if you're not diagnosed within five years of this disease and you were close right oh yes because i was having symptoms five years before but in life when you have kids business a job stress we all people dismiss people that are tired you know you dismiss being tired we're always being everybody's trying to lose weight you're you know so you just dismiss it like had a lot of stomach pains well i was just think oh it's my stress it's this you know and just would dismiss it didn't have time to be sick yeah you had to keep going um you know just didn't have um just symptoms that i just kept dismissing um you know headaches i had chronic sinus infections which is a uh, can be a sign actually of this particular uh, one and um, just the muscle aches well you know I'm always trying to show off and think I can heart run harder or lift more yeah <laughs> so, right and just hardcore you know the poor man's workout as I say at the time so <laughs> you know just doing the everyday physical demands of of uh, business I, yeah, and everything that yeah. is required of you because you have people depending on you, you have your boys depending on you you have everything that you know you need to keep running yes it was it was uh like i said it was surreal and then the turnaround they really weren't uh certain uh the first year like i said it was 100 days in the hospital wow uh the chemo and then um finally at the end of two years i think we they ran another arteriogram and they saw that the vessels i think that things were you know i was actually in remission at that point with that being said they want me to stay on chemo and pills and prednisone the rest of my life oh. which kind of makes you feel like you know you you just feel kind of um, defeated defeated yeah because yeah. I felt like oh I've always tried to be so you know healthy but with that being said when you go through something like that and when you're in that spot when you're looking around at other people and I've kind of always been that person because remember there's always somebody else that's certainly far worse off than than you are yeah and um i just remember thinking you know um i'm gonna beat this but there was a certain point when you were so sick i can also sympathize with people that just think you know i'm just tired i mean i was had been in so much pain because it was just a lot of pain that i and a lot of times people can't understand people get into that feeling but you you just get tired you know you're tired of fighting that fight it was in and out of the hospital in and out of different clinics then you know trying to figure out how to treat this rare autoimmune um which they said it kind of takes a perfect storm a lot of times it's a really healthy person that then is subjected to a virus uh they asked me many times in the beginning have i traveled out of the country Hmm. well i hadn't i live in florida but um you know certainly hadn't been at the time huh. yeah so uh, you know now that you've been well for a while you know what kept you going through that when you were in that really dark period what was your motivation or um you positive probably just you know I just wanted you know to be there for my family and your natural instinct and I always think it's you know everyone gets to the point and they'll you know we always discuss different diseases and you'll think well at that point I just would be willing you know to give up or I would do that if I was in this position I'd you know what the will to live because you hear a lot of people say I wouldn't go through that treatment well that's easy to say until you're in that position because your will to live is when you get to the end is a lot more powerful until you're there 
people don't believe yeah so that's good to hear and you know like i said i've known cindy and she's been well and in remission so um how long have you been in remission now oh at least 10 years yeah well and what are you know like what has something that has really helped you maintain your health um, and your balance is there anything you can offer like as far as practical advice like are there supplements that you take that help with that or i take first of all i do still try to you know really maintain exercise even if it's not extreme um she works out with me absolutely still trying to work on that booty make her, make her throw some tires <laughs> and two tsunami ropes and uh the weighted balls and all that balls <laughs> we're, we're, we're still working on it yeah and um also um there are some supplements and things um i take what's called glutathione injections and that's to help with inflammation because uh, the disease of course is brought on by inflammation of your vessels so um it's not mainstream but also side effect of glutathione helps you sleep um so it actually protects your cells from your immune system immensely i mean absolutely even if you don't have autoimmune my understanding is that glutathione can help with uh weight it can help with sleep it can help with um muscle recovery yes absolutely your metabolism and they do treat if you've been under if you've had certain uh chemotherapy um even viruses even um you know glaucoma a lot of other autoimmunes they are actually giving people the glutathione oh, see i that, didn't know glaucoma was an autoimmune yes my glaucoma. grandma had glaucoma really absolutely bad. and wow. so i understand they actually do give those injections for it uh it helps with parkinson's a lot of different wow. ones and that that did help a lot because again um when i mentioned that of course i'm a big believer on stress bringing on things too so when having been on that high dose of prednisone and chemo it really messes up your sleep which we all know we're all starved for sleep you know matter if we it's self-induced because we're looking at our phone or whatever but um you know your cells you don't repair unless you're getting that sleep right so a side effect of the glutathione too it helps you sleep and for me that was a tremendous uh benefit of it along with helping I completely didn't have to take ibuprofen, Tylenol, nice. anything uh, helps with pain. A lot of people that come in the office get it that have had knee surgeries or back, and uh, it's actually probably one of the top injections there at the office that oh, wow. we get. So you, you take it by injection or IV? We do. Or? We, we do IV or injection. Okay. I, I wish I had time for IVs more for myself mm-hmm. because uh, I do feel tremendous better when you have it. Dude, when I've gone to get an IV, I'm so dehydrated that the whole bag is empty in like 15 minutes. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. It is. It's like, girl, you need to drink some water. And you don't realize that, yeah, how no. just being hydrated makes someone feel so much better. That's why the IV therapy is so on the rise because it's going you know, directly past your digestive system. But I take the injections because, okay. again... Um, at least there are some oral supplements of glutathione, but you, of course, yeah. you know, get a little more with an injection and, of okay. course, a lot more with IV. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. Um, is there anything that has really helped you maintain balance in all this, you know, because um, it would seem like to me that stress might bring it on? I have always tried to maintain a sense of humor and i will I, test that she's a funny girl <laughs> yeah alex will and um because i've always uh used to she laugh she loves say, to laugh i do i love to laugh and i'll try to find humor in anything 
I've always told my boys, you know, if you lose your sense of humor, you lose it all. So. Well, I think it's, I, I think, you know, because I love to laugh too, and that's one of the things uh, we bond over. But I think that when you go through something really dark, I think it's, it's when you go through that that you really, that's, I don't know, somehow it contributes to making a very funny person. Well, you realize some things are so small that you get upset about. Yeah. So, and then if you, you know, you have to learn to laugh at yourself and other people. And then, unfortunately, sometimes with people around me, I feel like I'm easily entertained or I find humor in a lot of things. But that is how you usually make it through. Yeah, for sure. Day to day. Yeah, for sure. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to share about this? Like, um, I mean, like if somebody might be experiencing these sort of like symptoms that they're not really aware of, um, when should they see their doctor about it or, or, you know, be persistent in getting help about it? Here's what I would say. And I've been told that a really good doctor will listen to their patient mm. because the patient knows more about themselves. So if you're experiencing a lot of people, you know, that will talk to me, that'll say, Oh, I'm just so tired. I don't feel good. I have this, but they've done blood work. They can't find it. You know, you, you have to listen to your body. So the biggest thing is if you know you're a, you know, a really um, energetic person and all of a sudden you're wiped out every day yeah. and you've tried everything and you're still feeling that uh, a lot of pain that sometimes, you know, unfortunately we people and doctors dismiss as just stress or depression or whatever um you know yourself and just you have to keep going till you find that right doctor or find that right test because again timing of being diagnosed is vitally important so uh, obviously yeah and i think that's really good advice because i think oftentimes that you go to a doctor and you're sort of um feel a little intimidated because you feel like oh my gosh they're so much better educated and they know so much more but the truth is is that you know yourself better than anyone else could so don't let them, you know, dismiss that or dismiss you. And, you know, sometimes it does take different doctors because, again, like you said, a lot of autoimmune are on the rise. You hear a lot of, about it. Even recently I was watching Ashton Kutcher had mm. found out, and it just happened so fast. And it's so, especially to people that they look healthy and right. all when you go in. And, unfortunately, it still is about the way people perceive your looks and totally. your actions. So if you're still energetic and you, you know, like with me, I had so much responsibilities. I had to work. I had to be energetic. I had no other choice. And they dismiss it because, you know, it doesn't have the picture of a sick person. Right. So. That's good to know. So this is the point in the story where I tell you that be your own advocate, stand up for yourself, know yourself. And if you feel like you're being dismissed, go to see another doctor. And I think Cindy would agree, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we, you know, get at least a second and a third opinion. I would tell anybody that on anything. I love that. And so, like, if you have a glass of wine right now, I just want to say origin, origin, origin. We're going <laughs> to... Sip, 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 sip. Right? She's taking a drink right now. <laughs> so you should, too. Um, it doesn't have to be wine. It can be water, okay? If you want to be that way about it. Anyway, so this is um, a second, and we're going to talk to Cindy more about other things as well as myself. I'll share mine one of these days. But um, I would also like to introduce a segment that we would call What Would Dolly Do? (music) 
And what would so I'm gonna give a situation. I'll do it this time. So this is this is a real situation that has happened because you'd have to know my husband to truly appreciate this. But um, so you see somebody that you you're both you know you, that you're mainly friends with, but your husband knows because they're a friend of yours, and or even just your boyfriend, whatever. And um, they walk up to you, and your boyfriend or husband says, "Oh my gosh, how far along are you?" And they're not pregnant. What would Dolly do? Because we love Dolly Parton. She's a, she's a huge inspiration. We love her. She's so classy. She's a lovely lady. She's practical and classy and funny. So um, this is when I ask Cindy, what do you think Dolly would do in that situation? I think that Dolly, let's see. Mm. And this is what we didn't mention earlier. So if you hear a bit of a southern twang in that Cindy, it's because she's a good old southern girl. So she's a perfect person. So I asked, what would Dolly do? I think that Dolly would just say, well, sugar, my goodness, they would said said the same thing about me. Sometimes I get asked that all the time. That's probably why she makes sure. <laughs> I think so, too. You know, because Dolly has been up and down. But I think, I think, in my opinion, Dolly would be like, you know what? It's because you have such a beautiful, radiant glow about you that it, it's got to be from being pregnant it can't possibly just be there so i think she'd probably say something like you know what it's because you are glowing you are so radiant right now that that's why he's asking also because he's stupid that exactly yes (laughs) i know i would say that for my husband i'd be like it's because he's stupid and he don't know no better he does he's actually done that before so we're like really and i don't i've had to like give him the elbow and the stomach like seriously and actually, uh, you know, I've always tried <laughs> to think of those things before you say them because I've actually, I remember being pregnant one time and someone asked me, was I pregnant? And I thought, oh, it, no, I mean, I'm just fat, right? Right, yeah. come on. <laughs> oh, no, I, I remember being like, because um, I'm a tall girl and so is Cindy. We're both pretty tall. And so um, being pregnant and like, because uh, I'm hearing your southern twang, so now I have to do it. And because um, I'm from the north, she's from the south, so it's a little bit of damn Yankee and some Civil so War stuff. A few sips of wine, it comes right? out. Yeah, right. And um, so I remember being at a restaurant with some family, and um, I, I don't know what I, I probably had on like a, lots of gypsy skirts back then, right? And so the, the girl's like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even know you was pregnant till you turned sideways." Girl, it looked like I didn't <laughs> swallowed seven <laughs> basketballs. What are you talking about? You know, I was like, my boobs are huge. My belly's huge. You know, for the first time, my boobs were huge. But then I was like, why they got to touch my stomach? They do. <laughs> like, they do. Why they got to make friends? Y'all yes. supposed to be frenemies. You ain't supposed to be laying on top of it. Like, you know, just lounging on him. Stop no. it. I don't know why people want to touch your stomach. It way is. too, way too, way too close. Personal. Way too personal. personal. Don't do that. Absolutely. Don't do it. But I was like, are you crazy? Like, how can you not tell I'm pregnant, right? You're like, I'm like eight months pregnant right now. It was the most insane thing. I used to, and I think it's because you're tall, maybe because we're tall and we hold it. Probably, yeah. Like, because she's like, oh, from the front, I couldn't tell you're pregnant. And I was like, what? Yeah, there's that. What was in there? So people say the darndest things. It is, it is pretty crazy. Anyway, we are moving on. We just want to thank you guys for joining us today. This is the first episode. It's, we're only going to get better from here, right? So if you thought this was good, Stick around, because it's going to get way better. We're going to get better at this, all right? Trust us. But if you have a story to tell us, please email us. Um, let us know. Find us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cindy, you got anything else to say? Again, like she said, you know, if you have a story or something, especially you feel like that, you know, telling your story, that's what 
I wanted to do this for feel like you could help somebody else for sure um, you know I think that's the thing telling the real story yes yeah and that's the important part right this is why we're doing this in, in any case um, we want to hear all different stories so if you've got one share it with us you guys stay tuned we appreciate you guys share the podcast if you liked it if you didn't like it just share it anyway we appreciate that too <laughs> you guys have a blessed week thank you so much thank you Thank you.